Today, I'm joined by the one and only, the BK Brawler, as we talk about Maxi's extension, some fun, um, I don't know, training camp thoughts on the season, Eurobasket, and more coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. Belunchich, and this is Lockdown Mavs Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome to Lockdown Mavs. It's one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Bobby Corrala, Mavs.com, digital content producer, manager. Yes. <laughs> Streamer, um, all kinds of talents, Jumbotron talent. Before the games with Chris Arnold. Um, Talent is a little bit of stretch, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment below. Anything below. Um, I don't even have a question. Do you have a com do you have a question for Mavs fans that they could answer in the comments below? Uh, what do you like better so far? House of Dragon or Rings of Power, maybe? Oh, that's good. Yeah, let's do that. I'm not going to lie. Y'all can make fun of me because I haven't seen the biggest like fan reaction to this so far because I'm just I'm staying in the world and I refuse to see fan reaction to it. I'm all in on Rings of Power. So, okay. Okay. I'm I'm one behind. I haven't seen this week's yet, but Oh, I think I thought this week I thought it was the best episode this week. Yeah, that's what my buddy said too. And he's one of the only other people I know that's watching it, so like I, I gotta I gotta catch up. I'm I'm pumped to see it. I might do a double double dip tonight, one and then the one and then the other. I'm enjoying House of Dragon too, but Lord of the Rings, I I'm just all into Middle Earth, Tolkien, read the Silmarillion, all that. And so when this show is coming out, I'm like, it looks kind of cheesy, but I'm gonna watch it either way because I don't care. And Heck yeah, uh, dude. I love Heck it. Yeah. So it's it's good. But all right, today I have some random questions superlatives i don't know what to call them to throw at bobby and myself i'll answer them too about training camp preseason the season but first i want to ask a couple random questions to bobby maxi kleba got extended a few i guess last week what was your thoughts on that when that uh, came across your phone i mean it's good for him you know i think maxi is a very good player obviously but over the last few years you know, injuries are a thing that he has to think about. You know, uh, he's had a lot of, of knee surgeries, back stuff, I think a foot thing earlier in his career. And so for a guy like him to lock up a contract extension uh, going into the final year of his deal, I think is a huge win for him because it's security in case something happens. You know, hopefully, obviously nothing does. And then for the Mavs, you know, they get this guy that's under control. I think Maxi and Dorian were both uh, really well-kept secrets for the last few seasons, but you know, the Mavs went on this huge run in the playoffs and they're all of their plus minus all of Maxi's on off stuff was really, really good. You know, especially in that Utah series, you saw how he kind of took advantage of the Jazz's defense. And so I think, you know, now that the Mavs are like on that level, maybe not a title contender or whatever, but like they're definitely a, a very solid playoff contending team. Uh, more and more teams are going to begin to realize that Maxi and Dorian are both very good. And so for the players, it's good that they're both extended. They're both taken care of for the rest of their lives. Uh, for the Mavs, it's very good that they can't go to any other teams anytime soon. So I think that's uh, it's it's a win-win, I think, for 
in both Maxi and uh, Mavs and Dorian's case. Yeah, I mean, at ten or eleven million dollars, what I, mean, I feel like every team, every good team around the league is looking for a guy like Maxi in their center rotation that can, you know, defend the rim, hit a three, guard some on the perimeter. When he's healthy, he's a really vital part of the team. And for that cost, it's like, sure. He was reminder to fans he was going to be an you know, unrestricted free agent after this season. So um, locked him up for another three years after this. So he's in Dallas for four more years. So that was, that was really cool. I, I enjoyed that. Um, Eurobasket. Spain just took the title. I guess we can call it title. Championship, whatever, trophy. Is it the gold medal? gold medal there you go is it i i honestly um, don't know bo cruz had big time game um what did you have any i know you watched every minute of slovenia luca did you have any takeaway from luca in Eurobasket? i don't know i mean as it translates to the nba not really just because of the style of play over there and everything but the one thing that he did that also kind of showed a little bit of um, a little bit of a sneak peek, I think, in the playoffs last year is, you know, we know Luke is not the quickest guy in the world, and so it's very hard for him to just blow past somebody, right, to just, like, pedal to the metal and go in one dribble. A lot of the times it takes him, like, three, four, five dribbles in order to get this guy off balance. But one thing he was doing a lot in Eurobasket, and he did it a lot against Chris Paul, too, actually, to avoid committing a charge, is if he did get a step on a guy – whether it was off the catch or off the dribble, as he's driving the lane, he was like seeking out these contact with his defenders and then spinning. Uh, just a very tight spin. LeBron does the same thing and has done it for years, especially kind of as, as he's gotten a little older and less bouncy. Um, if you can't jump over a guy and if you can't blow past a guy, what you can do when you're 6'7", 230 or 240, whatever Luca is, is just seek out contact and then spin right off him because if the defender – uh, tries to get out of Luca's way, well, he's just going to have a layup. If he tries to stop him, Luca's too strong. He's just going to bounce right off him. Or defender's going to have to like bear hug him, swipe down. You're going to get the foul call. Although in Eurobasket, there weren't many of those. But I think that was kind of like my number one takeaway from him, especially earlier in the tournament when his shot wasn't falling at all. He really had to force his way to the basket. And just his ability to, to, to get that nice, tight, quick spin move without – you know, just barreling through guys and committing a charge, and you can't lower your shoulder. You got to stay balanced and upright and everything. I thought that was really uh, a really nice touch from him, and hopefully, it's something that we can see him uh, do more of in the regular season. Because, of course, without Brunson, you know, they need as much dribble penetration as possible, and so you know, Luke is going to have to live in the paint for this thing to work. Yeah, I feel like that was one of my takeaways from is I felt. I mean, he's always been good in the mid range, but I just felt like he was a little bit more confident and just a little bit more effective and. Feel like anytime he took a shot in the mid range, whether it's a fadeaway or some type of move, I'm like, all right, that's that's buckets. And it looked good. And he spun into those a lot too. So I think yeah. it's one of those things where, like, as he's going into the spin move, he could probably feel where the defender is. And if he's not there, then he can just finish at the rim. And if he is, well, then he can just rock back and, and take the little 15 footer. I was thoroughly disappointed they didn't beat Poland. Um, yeah, that was yeah. that was a super big bummer. But uh, me too, Isaac. Cool, Spain. <laughs> you won the gold medal, Spain. Congrats. Um, yeah. A week from today is media day. And a lot of Mavs fans be following along on Twitter, online, watching. I'm sure Mavs.com will probably be streaming some of the press conferences and stuff. TV slash Dallas Mavericks. Oh, let's go. I guess it won't be Studio 41, but 
you got to follow Studio, Studio 41. Presentation. Yes, follow Studio Studio 41 on all social media platforms that you can find it and all of that. Um, is there any, like, if you had to, like, think of one storyline from Media Day, you know, we're not going to get a ton. It's just talking about new season, all of that. But is there one storyline, one thing you're like, oh, I'm kind of interested to see how they talk about this? Um, I mean, I don't know how far everyone's going to go into it, but, you know, the public has sort of assumed that Christian Wood is going to be your sixth man. Um, and then, you know, McMahon will very cryptically say, well, like Christian Wood doesn't know that he's going to be the sixth man. So I guess that's probably the thing. Is Jay Kidd going to talk about it? Coach talks first before any players. And I'm assuming because I, I don't think Wood has done any type of press since he's joined the team. Um, so I'm assuming he's going to talk on media day. And so if Jake talks about it, that obviously means that you're going to talk about it to Christian Wood. And that will be uh, that'll be pretty interesting. Although, again, I mean, it's not like he's going to come out and be like, yeah, I love it. Or, yeah, this really sucks. You know, but that is kind of the, the number one sort of. Um, I guess not even looming question. I feel like it's a settled yeah. deal, but maybe it is a looming question. I have no idea. I guess that's why I'm, I'm curious to see what's said about it. No, it's the same answer for me too. Just because you know we saw Tim Cato's reporting on earlier uh, in the off season uh, about him coming off the bench, and you know I just go back to that the draft night when they announced that when the trade was you know, official, and Nico sitting there saying, "Hey, it's a prove it scenario for us. It's a prove it scenario for him to us too, like for both sides." And for what they gave up, which wasn't a ton, it's not like they invested so much of the future to where like you have to start him. But I'm just so intrigued of like he has so much talent of how that how that is publicly talked about. If it's just a there's one scenario that I could see and, and it's Jason Kidd addressing it right at the top. And he's like, yeah, Christian Wood's going to come off the bench. We're excited for him. He's going to bring a lot of offense off the bench for us. And then we'll see how the lineups play out throughout the season. Or he's going to be really cryptic about it. And it's just going to be like, hey, we'll see. You know, we haven't we just it's day one. We don't know who our starters are. Yeah. The the one thing I want to say about it too is like I've seen a lot of people obviously say like it was in a contract year. Obviously, he's going to want to put up stats and he's going to want to like sort of solidify his reputation as a winning player or, or I guess establish his reputation as a winning player um, because for so long he's been on lottery teams. But you know, like everybody wants to start. If he's not a starter, is he going to be so deep in his feelings that like? it derails his career forever. And then he's going to be like relegated to playing on losing teams forever. Like, I don't understand where like, yeah, he's probably gonna be disappointed if he's not playing 38 minutes a game, but like, he's still going to try really hard. I, I don't know. I just, I, I can't really like wrap my head around that or, or accept that as, as reasoning, but who knows? I mean, may, we'll see, I guess that's another thing I'm curious to see. Yeah. If he's playing, you know, 30 something minutes a night or, you know, if he's playing 28, 30 minutes and, who cares if it starts, you know, if he's closing out games and all of that, but anyway, all right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. And uh, I got some questions to throw at Bobby. Are you wasting your money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions. They forget about maybe you it's it's maybe for you. It's an unused Amazon prime account. Maybe it's Hulu account. There's this great app that I use that helps me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I no longer waste money on subscriptions. I don't even use, you might've heard of it. It's called rocket money, formerly known as true bill. The app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you don't even know what you're paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. 
Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. All right. I tried I tried doing ad reads. I'm tr- I'm I'm trying to get better at them. We had this thing a while back to where uh I was like, hey, dads do the ads. And uh that's a that was a thing that uh people started commenting. So I'm like, all right, dads are gonna do the ads, and uh I started doing the ads, but uh well, I gotta wait at least nine months to do any ads then. <laughs> uh also real quick, I do want to apologize. I'm not doing this from a cave. This is just my living room. Uh you have some cool effects back there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean it's it's like a living room nightclub sort of thing. I was thinking during your ad read what this box is. Uh I thought, like, do I have some red light that I'm not sure? Like, did I leave my oven on or something? But no, it's just a it's a shoebox. Forgot to tell you, Isaac, Ooh. I got a new pair of Nikes over the weekend. So, I was whoa, yeah. Do you know what they're called off the top of your head? No, I don't. I don't. Okay, they're uh, they're just like uh, trainer, like cross training, like shoes that I could wear to go play ultimate frisbee or just okay. golf or walk around my neighborhood. I got or I got some of the new Luca ones back here. Oh, dude. Okay, nice. Is is it from an overseas listener or like it is? Yeah, yeah. Overseas listener reached out and was like, hey, I'm going to I'll help you get a pair. I was like, let's go. Let's do this. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, Okay, random questions to throw at you here. First one, who's a player that Mavs fans will be surprised by the most this year? Ooh, um surprise implies they wouldn't see it coming i mean maybe javel mcgee i guess if 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 starting him works out i think mavs fans might be surprised because that that move is greeted with a little bit of skepticism i feel like um runner-up answer i think maybe reggie bullock i mean for like three months last year he was he could not get his three-point shot going i mean he was shooting like 25 percent at like christmas i mean it was it was rough. So if he gets off to a better start, I mean, a full season of Reggie and Dorian, I feel like would be pretty nice. I know that that's one I went with first. Uh, I wrote down JaVale McGee just because, you know, it's like when the when the when he first signed his contract and it was like, oh, you know, you saw some fan reactions like three years. Oh, my gosh, we gave him this much money and promised him a starter role and all of that. And he's you know in his 30s. And what are we doing? It's like. Once I started looking at it and you saw the money breakdown, I'm like, I don't mind this at all. I, I think it's a, a solid signing for what they ask at the center position. I think he is an upgrade over Dwight. And I think I think because of that, because of his age, and because it's like, all right, we got some other, you know, Dinwiddie's going to average more points, Christian Wood, all of that. I think that addition is getting overlooked a little bit to where we could look at we could look back later on the season and say, man, Javel just, you know, pulled down eight rebounds and a couple blocks and 12 points in only like 15 or 16 minutes. Like that was a solid game. Like he held his own. And I think some fans will be a little surprised by it. I think it'll take a little bit of patience though on offense, at least because Luca and Dwight have run like, I mean, gosh, 5,000 pick and rolls or something. Um, You know, he and JaVale are going to have to kind of learn the steps, you know, and obviously if you're playing with Luca, then JaVale, it's on you to adjust to Luca. So JaVale's going to have to do a lot of learning, you know, through camp in the early part of the season to kind of know, like, all right, if Luca's going this way, he wants me to go here. If he's going that way, if he does this, I need to do that. Like, it's a whole dance. So it's it's going to take some time, I think, to figure it out. But I, I agree. I think it's an upgrade. And I love Dwight. Yeah. So for me to say that, I mean, I, I really got to believe it in order for me to say that. 
yeah you your sleeve came up a little bit ago and we saw your dwight tattoo but it went <laughs> yeah, back there. Yeah. i meant to cover that up but whatever um all right one i was gonna say spencer dinwiddie's like an underrated one to mention in that but uh just because i i'm all in on a spencer dinwiddie like big time season this year uh probably too confident in it but you know what i don't care i'm just really confident in a, in a big time spencer dinwiddie season hope so uh okay who who is the player that's the uh the classic i don't really want to coin this the west matthew award but um the no no yes player for Mavs fan this season that it's just I mean there's decision after decision or they're starting to make and we're just like we're in the press box and we're like oh come on no please don't and we're like oh all right that worked out who is that I guy think, I mean probably Tim um you know especially if who's it been the past the- three years <laughs> he's, he's the defending champion they've named it the Tim award that's uh, the honorary THJ trophy but um you know, if they don't add another ball handler or another playmaker or guard or whatever you want to use, then I think there's going to be a lot of responsibility on Tim to create shots, especially when Luca isn't on the floor. And for Tim, that's not like run, pick and roll and initiate and find your shooters in the corner. For Tim, that's face up and either drive the lane or pull up for three. And, you know, I think at times the offense is going to maybe get a little clunky. And at times Tim is going to have to rescue them. And, uh, you know, that can lead to some funky looking shots and, and some some odd decisions at times. But um, I think that's the way that they maybe not want to play, but I think that's the way that they're going to have to play. Um, my honorary mention for that is uh, Frank Nilekina because that dude's got a lot of confidence, and I think he's going to maybe play a little more than uh, people might think this season just because of, of the way the depth chart is looking at. So um, either Tim or Frank or both. Maybe they'll share it. Maybe they'll, like, you know, it'll be like the Rangers hat thing. They'll just like pass it back and forth to each other all year. <laughs> um, no Josh Green, or would that just be the no, no, no award? No, Josh Green's is yes, 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 dude. Come on. Don't be a hater. You're you're higher on Josh Green than I am, but, but... Dude, I love I'm super high on Josh Green. I'm extremely high on Josh Green. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and skip to <laughs> All right, now we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back, and then we're going to go over these next three questions. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and go here because I think you might, I think Josh might be an option for you here. The Mavs player with the widest range of outcomes for this. Josh's range of outcomes is very narrow because it's only going to be a good, only good outcome. Um, I think uh, widest range of outcomes, I mean, it could be Spencer Dinwiddie, man. I mean, like, if... If he, I'll start from the good. I'll start with the good and end with the bad. How about that? Thank you. Best outcome is like we're sitting around in late January and the Mavs are like 15 games over 500. We're like, is Spencer Dinwiddie an all-star? Like he's going to be averaging 21 points and six assists. Like is he, is he one of the best, second best players in the Western Conference? That's the best case, right? Next best case is basically what he was last season. Pops off every now and then. Other nights, maybe less so, um, but the the shooting is there and the the driving playmaking is there. Like it's all good, but he's like okay, sixteen points, five assists, like just solid player, solid player, right? Um, and then the bad outcome is, you know, you're more than a year removed from from the knee thing, and the burst is it still isn't quite there the, at the level it was. Uh, maybe the shooting was an aberration. Maybe he gets hurt. 
maybe second nights of back-to-backs he's unavailable and, and the Mavs are looking very sluggish in those games because Luke is exhausted or resting or hurt as well. And so I think, you know, uh, whenever Dinwiddie, like Dinwiddie is the only other guy on the team that can really run offense, at least as far as we know right now. And so if he has a bad year or struggles really in any way on any given night, things are going to be a little tough. So that's that's the bed that they've made. And hopefully uh, we can all just fall into it just very gleefully and, and, and fall right to sleep with, you know, with championship lullabies or whatever. But, um, you know, it might sometimes you think about a lot of weird stuff before you go to bed and you can't fall asleep for like three hours. So we'll we'll see what happens. True. Then you take a melatonin gummy. I've never done that before. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm missing out. I refuse to think about the bad you know, worst case scenario for Dinwiddie. I just can't. I can't get there. I can't think about it. Also, I don't know if I weirdly put too much stock in the fact that like he makes. Well, it doesn't matter because Bertans is on the team about how much money he makes. But for, I think it's Christian Wood for me. Just because, and, I, and I'm tying in a little bit of the one how much they how much they paid to get him, which we've won over before. wasn't a ton. Um, but also just reading a little bit of his past, some of the past stops, some of the, you know, the chemistry stuff from the team and all of that. I'm like, there is a world that he solidifies himself as the second best player on the team. He has a bunch of talent. He hits these threes. He develops this chemistry with Luca. He's in a winning environment. All the stuff hits and you're like, let's go. Like, awesome you put all the talent together there's also a world that i think worst case scenario it just doesn't work out at all he has it it doesn't work out team team chemistry wise he's frustrated it's a contract year he's coming off the bench like all of that and we're looking at like a trade like mid-season and it's like all right this just isn't working or whatever and it's possible he is like he's like the biggest x factor for me for the mavs this season of I think even you know our, our friend Tim McMahon was talking about it and uh, on the Hoop Collective, like he's one of the biggest X factors of the Western Conference, and I actually agree with him. I think he's like one of the top like four or five widest range of outcomes could swing the conference if it's like, oh, like we had good Dinwiddie, MVP Luca, and then Christian Wood has like career year. It could change so much. It could be. I mean, there's a chance that the Mavs got a player that can do basically everything that uh, offensively, at least everything that KP could do um, essentially for the 26 pick, you know, um, there's a chance, but also there's a chance that the Mavs just got KP again. And so, you know, uh, that kind of, I don't know, again, I feel like they were a really good duo, Luca and KP, but also at the end of it, it was kind of like, oh, I wish that they were just like a little better, you know, you just always kind of left us wanting more. Feel like they have very similar skill sets too. So it, it's, it would could be like twenty five points per thirty six minutes and just an absolute stud, or it could be like ah, it's like something like missing. I don't know. I'm I'm really really interested to see how it works. Yeah. All right. Who is the uh, who's the Mavs player, the non Luca Mavs player that will sell the most jerseys? I hope it's Dorian Finney Smith. That's who I wrote down too. Yeah, I hope it is now. I think uh, real life is different than the internet, of course. But Dorian became staggeringly more popular during the playoffs. Um, I mean, it's six months ago. Everyone was mad that they didn't trade him for like the, the, to the Nets for like the 29th pick in the draft or something. And now it's like I would die for Dorian. Well, 
on the I would die for Dorian Island. Like I, I established that island in 2016. You know, I feel very happy uh, that that everyone's caught up and joined me here. But like, I think I hope it's Dorian. Um, in real life, though, kids love jerseys. I think Christian Wood has a very kid pleasing game. A lot of dunks, a lot of highlights, a lot of flashy stuff. Um, so maybe it might be it might be Wood. It could be Denwitty too if Denwitty has a great year. I think it's gonna be one of those three. That's true, yeah. I wrote down uh, Dinwiddie also, but you know, we, we had a conversation. I think it was on a live stream um, on Twitch uh, in studio 41. And we were talking about the, um, the playoff run and how that playoff run, or even, I mean, if we don't want to lump in the last couple of years, but specifically this one, that it kind of allowed the fan base to, or a new generation of Madison's to fall in love with some of these like role players. Now, like the Dorian's, jb at the time maxi these guys that's like we look back at some of these other role players in the past like oh man these moments where i love those guys love some of those battles and like i felt like this past season was the year that a lot of for lack of better terms casuals <laughs> fell in love with or got to know dorian maxi brunson at the time and all that and that's not even just internet too i mean that's just straight up people go to the games you know people go to the games because they want to see luca but now it's like who is this number 10 guy that keeps hitting threes and is like shutting down these all-stars? Like, I, yeah, I'm a Mavs fan. I hate Devin Booker. Oh, who's that guy that's stopping him? Oh, that's Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh, that name sounds familiar. Oh, my God. And then two weeks later, you're like, I want to name my child Dorian. You know, it, a playoff run has that effect. And I think it's it's really cool to see. And it's very long overdue for those guys. Because, like, especially Maxi and Dorian, they, like, they uh, sort of cut their teeth or whatever during the worst period and win-loss period in like Mavs history outside of like the early to mid 90s you know I mean these were dark days uh, for that that few years in the in the late teens and so um, you know it would be easy for people to be like oh they're losing players like whenever the Mavs are good again they won't be here these are just the the tank commanders um, but actually you know they're legitimately good and it's just it's been cool to see like their sort of um, parallel rises as the Mavs have have gotten better as well yeah last question for you who's the player that kirk henderson will yell at the most online christian wood it's not even close it's not even close christian wood <laughs> i mean like until like april of last year or this year so like six months ago kirk hated Jalen. so i mean it's only it's inevitable it's going to be christian wood number one spencer dinwiddie number two and i think luca number three i think everyone is going to yell at luca a lot this year uh so yeah, that's but it's that's the easiest question you've asked me all day, Isaac. Pretty much just look at who's gonna log the most minutes this season. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who's gonna touch the ball the most? Like who's gonna have to make decisions the most? Um I also wrote down when I wrote down the question, I didn't even like leave it blank. I wrote down the question, push space and then dash Christian Wood, like in the same like thing, because it's inevitable. Christian Wood, we're gonna get like over under four and a half like mad kirk tweets in game one about christian wood i'm telling you man see what is taking up the 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 torch for kp he is just he's kp's spirit animal or vice versa whatever like it's the same they're the same exact guy and i cannot wait i cannot wait for the whole journey dude every step of the way is gonna be awesome all right, last week before practice, media day and all that, you got any like fun plans? You're trying to like 
rope in here the, before it all gets back started again? Um, I don't think so. Uh, we got Dirk's tennis event on Sunday. That's going to be cool. I think there might still be some tickets left, so uh, you Google it. I, I don't know. the. I think it might be. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but Dirk Charity Tennis. You'll be able to find tickets. It's always really fun. That's on Sunday. Media Day Monday, we're streaming. Starts at what time? Like 11 or something? Or 10? Yeah, sometime like late morning, we're going to be streaming all the press conferences on twitch.tv slash Dallas Mavericks. And then also, I think, on uh, maybe on the Mavs YouTube channel as well. So it's just youtube.com slash Mavericks. Uh, we'll stream all those. And then after the press conferences are all over, we're going to have like a post-game hangout sesh live from the arena. I think Falwell is going to join us. Isaac, if y'all don't have a table, I don't, I don't know if you have one yet or not or if you can share that. But uh, if you'll be around... Feel free to join me and Katia. We're just going to be hanging out. So that's kind of the the, the, the next step of the way for us. Did you know that we talked to Brunson last year? Uh, I have not heard that story, actually. Can you can you tell me? What did, what did y'all talk about with him? I, I can't even do it. <laughs> I can't even do it without laughing. <laughs> like, is that a bit? Because every time Nick tells that story, it does not feel like a bit. <laughs> it started off not as a bit. That... Nick was telling it, and then there was a few. There was also an ad that we did. With, like Top Shot was one of our sponsors for a while, and Nick literally talked about having a Dennis Smith Jr. layup moment for like the for every single time. And then we had a listener shout out to the listener, you know who you are, who literally made a montage of <laughs> every time every time <laughs> Nick said, talked about the Top Shot, and it was literally just over and over again. Nick saying. You know what? And I have a Dennis Smith Jr. Guys, top shot, Dennis Smith Jr. moment. Guys, I have a layup. And it was just over and over, and I just died laughing. You know what's funny is I actually lost a lot of money on a Dennis Smith Jr. layup top shot. So I think Nick might owe me like 50 bucks. Was it a Mavs or a Portland? Or? Uh, New York Knicks era Dennis. Or no, actually Pistons maybe even. I'm not sure. This is, you know, these are these are old times we're talking about. Old times. All right, Bobby, appreciate it. I'll get to see your Thank face you. again in person pretty soon. And uh, thanks for hopping on.